Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast. But before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I'm excited to announce that we just launched my new book, The Fasting Transformation, a functional guide to burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I'm a huge advocate of fasting. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting helps balance your blood sugar and improve your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in the body, how it optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and activates stem cells for deep cellular healing. Guys, I go through how fasting, I go through all the best science and research on intermittent and extended fasting and how to utilize it to help prevent or even heal from cancer, autoimmune conditions, digestive disorders, and neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Guys, the book goes over all the various research and practical applications for daily intermittent fasting, partial fasting, and extended fasting. This book is designed to help inspire and empower you to embrace a fasting lifestyle while also enjoying tasty and healthy foods at the right time to improve your metabolic flexibility and energy efficiency so you can burn fat for fuel and have all day energy. You are going to love this book. So check it out. You can get it on amazon.com. We also have a website, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. That's drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. You can learn more about it. And of course, you can pick the book up on Amazon. You're going to love it. Thanks so much, guys. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on how vitamin D protects against respiratory infections. Of course, this is a huge deal in today's society. And of course, this time of year when I'm putting out this podcast, there's more respiratory infections typically than you know other times of the year. And vitamin D is so critical. In fact, it's arguably the most important thing you could possibly do is optimize your vitamin D to protect against respiratory infections. So I go through exactly, the, I go through the research and show you exactly how important vitamin D is, what it's doing in your body, best ways to optimize it, and really what your level should be and ways to test it so you're testing it appropriately. So you guys are going to love this podcast, such vital information. Please share this with people that you know and that you care about, that you want to be healthy because it's literally life-saving information. And if you haven't left us a review, now is the time to do that. Go to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review. When you do that, it helps us reach more people and impact more lives 
with this life-saving information. Thanks for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. Let's go into the show. Well, hey guys, there is so much research coming out about the role of vitamin D and your immune health. And you've probably heard about it. Um, I know I've talked about it a lot on my channel and vitamin D is, I mean, there's just so much evidence now coming out talking about its preventative role when it comes to COVID-19. Your, uh, your ability to be infected with COVID-19, your transmissibility, and on top of that, your risk of death or developing pneumonia or getting hospitalized. And so when we look at vitamin D, we know that vitamin D is an immune modulator, meaning that it helps to balance your immune system and allows your immune system to attack pathogens more accurately. And so there's less kind of collateral damage and inflammation that takes place. So vitamin D is extremely critical for a healthy immune response. And we've done now several, you know, very large studies, lots and lots of research. There is randomized control studies, there's observational studies. So we know that vitamin D, you know, we've seen a lot of research with its ability to prevent against respiratory infections. On top of that, it's also very good at helping prevent against the development of neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, dementia, it's, it's great at preventing against heart disease, high blood pressure, insulin resistance, a lot of these comorbidities that are associated with bad COVID-19 outcomes. We know that vitamin D plays a critical role in preventing those. And so when we look at some of the big studies that have been done, looking at all the different observational studies, the randomized control studies, and kind of taking all the data and putting them together, they call it a meta-analysis. And so there was one that was done that was published in the Journal of Frontiers in Public uh, Health. And that was done. And what, what they found was that they actually found that um, people with vitamin D deficiency had an 80% greater likelihood of developing COVID-19. So getting the infection than people who weren't. And so 80% is huge. I mean, that's a really, really big number. So, you know, I mean, we, we, you, you put that in perspective. So if we had 10 people that were vitamin D deficient, uh, you know, and we got them all uh, to a sufficient level, then only two of those people, if, if all 10 were going to get the infection, now only two would get the infection. So, you know, that's a significant reduction right there. And, uh, you know, it shows you that vitamin D is just so critical for your overall immune health. And then there was a recent study here now that came out at the end of August 2021, and it showed that people with a vitamin D deficiency were 60% more likely to die of COVID-19 than somebody who was not. And on top of that, uh, they were 50% more likely to develop severe pneumonia, be hospitalized for very long periods of time. We've also seen that uh, having a vitamin D deficiency also sets you up for what's called long hauler syndrome, or when you get COVID-19, you have a bad outcome, you recover, supposedly recover, but you just never really recover. So you might not be in the hospital, but you're feeling out of breath. You're feeling really, really fatigued. You have brain fog. Um, you have more inflammation in your body. You're feeling more pain and soreness and uh, you're just, you're not yourself. And that is what we call long haul syndrome and vitamin D deficiency is very much associated with that. Now, when it comes to vitamin D, so critical that we optimize this. And of course, the best way to get vitamin D is getting daily sun exposure. So I recommend 20 to 40 minutes of sun exposure, depending on your skin type. So if you're very, very pale, if you don't, if you know, if you're, if you're like Scandinavian, 
You might only need 15, 20 minutes of good quality sun exposure. You want to get it on as much of your body as possible. So, you know, ideally around 40% of your body to really optimize the amount you're absorbing from the sun. So think about it like laying out in your bathing suit, okay? That's really kind of the amount that you need. So if you just go out and get your face and your hands, some sunshine there, I mean, you're gonna get a little bit of vitamin D, but not enough to really move the needle for you. So you really want to be, in a sense, sunbathing. So again, if you're very pale, 15, 20 minutes, if you're very dark, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, might even need 60 minutes. We don't really know, but that's why I just have kind of the general recommendation of somewhere around 20 to 40 minutes to really optimize your vitamin D. Now, how many of us are able to do that? Probably not too many um, are able to get sun like that on a regular basis. And so that's why vitamin D supplementation can be so helpful. Also eating vitamin D rich foods. Now, vitamin D rich foods do not have a whole lot of vitamin D. They're very, very low levels but they'll still help move you in the right direction. So that's gonna be things like pasture-raised eggs, pasture-raised butter. So when an animal's grass-fed, it's going to actually have more higher vitamin D levels than a grain-fed animal's dairy products or meat products. So that's why we're saying pasture-raised eggs, pasture-raised, particularly the yolk of the eggs, um, pasture-raised butter, grass-fed butter, liver, so any sort of organ meats, also a really good source. And then from a, uh, from a vegetable source, mushrooms are really the best source. But again, not very good sources overall, so not something you can really rely on unless you're doing a lot of liver, unless you're eating a lot of grass-fed liver. Um, and so this is why we like supplementing with vitamin D. And so what I recommend is supplementing with about a thousand international units of vitamin D3 per 25 pounds of body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're roughly looking at about 8,000 international units a day that you wanna be supplementing with to kind of get you where you need to be. So we can always round up or down a little bit. So you know, for somebody that's 200 pounds, I might round up to 10,000 international units a day to really kind of get their levels where they should be. Ideally, your vitamin D levels should be roughly between 50 to 100 nanograms per milliliter. Now, what's considered deficient is less than 30 nanograms uh, per milliliter, less than 30. But for really optimal health, we want that up over 50 nanograms per milliliter. And really for best prevention against any sort of viral infection, I mean, a sweet spot is gonna be somewhere around 70, 80, 90, somewhere in that range, getting those vitamin D levels up high. And there are other doctors out there that actually have their patients getting up in the 120, 130 range and seeing good results with it. But we don't have long-term safety studies to know for sure if that is a healthy vitamin D range. And so what's considered a toxic level of vitamin D at this point is over 100 nanograms per milliliter. However, uh, many clinicians that have are working with people getting their levels up really, really high have said that they are not seeing any sort of toxicity um, symptoms until somebody's up like over 200 nanograms per milliliter. So, um, so getting up over there may be safe. Again, we don't have the long-term safety studies to know for sure, but right now, you know, uh, out of caution, we're saying 50 to 100 nanograms per milliliter. This should be all over the media, everywhere. They should be talking about this. The studies are, are very conclusive saying, yes, vitamin D deficiency is one of the greatest risk factors. And I would add in something like insulin resistance, which those two go hand in hand. When you're insulin resistant, you actually need more vitamin D to get your vitamin D levels up. And when you're vitamin D deficient, 
you become more insulin resistant. And that means your body doesn't respond to insulin. It doesn't regulate blood sugar very well. And it drives up inflammation and also drives fat gain as well when you're insulin resistant. So very important that you're exercising, sleeping right, eating right uh, to keep your insulin levels sensitive. But then also on top of that, taking the right amount of vitamin D. Now, if you know you are vitamin D deficient and the way that you would know is number one, you would get a test, a lab test, a 25-hydroxy vitamin D test and you would be less than 30 nanograms per milliliter. That would be one way to know you're deficient. Another way would be if you're getting, if you're frequently getting sick, right? Colds, fevers, flus, things like that. If you've never supplemented with vitamin D and you don't regularly sunbathe, right? At least like once or twice a week where you're literally sunbathing in your bathing suit, you're most likely vitamin D deficient. So that's another way to know. So if you are deficient, it's a good idea to take somewhere around 2000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight for like a month or two to get your levels up, especially if you are listening to this and starting to take action in the wintertime when you're not getting much sun anyways. And so we know that vitamin D levels for most individuals tend to be at the highest kind of right at the end of the summer. And then they tend to be at the lowest in like the early spring because your body's using up the vitamin D all throughout the winter time. So you wanna actually store that up. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know that this episode of the Functional Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Paleo Valley. They make the most powerful, pure vitamin C supplement you can get. Because unlike most vitamin C supplements containing synthetic ingredients that are created in the lab, Paleo Valley Essential C Complex is made from three of the most potent whole food sources of vitamin C on the planet. Nothing weird, just food. Check them out at paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off today. Now, we also know that if you get a respiratory infection like COVID-19 or the flu or anything like that, it will actually deplete your vitamin D levels. So you also want more if you have some sort of symptomatic infection. So that's a good idea to take 2,000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight during that period of time as well. Or for some individuals, I'll have them take 20,000 international units during that period of time. And we'll split it up, take, take it in... Uh, you know, like two servings, like 10,000 international units in two servings. Now, vitamin D is always best taken with food because it's a fat-soluble vitamin. So you absorb it best when you take it with food. On top of that, vitamin D, in order to absorb it and convert it into the active form of vitamin D at the cell, we also need other cofactors. We need vitamin a, for example, we need enough vitamin A. And that's why in nature, when you look at foods like grass-fed butter, there's a lot of vitamin A in there as well as vitamin D. So they come together, vitamin E as well and vitamin K2 that's in the butter. So you have all your fat-soluble nutrients. In your liver, you have all your fat-soluble nutrients. In your um, egg yolk, all your fat-soluble nutrients are right in there. So make sure you're consuming those foods so you get enough vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin K2, and I recommend when you're supplementing with D, you take it with a vitamin K2 as well um, because vitamin K2 is harder to get from your diet. And vitamin D and vitamin K2 work together to clean calcium out of your blood vessels. Now, why is that important? Because when calcium is not, when, when we have too much calcium in our blood and we're not able to get it into the bones where it belongs and into the different cells, 
then we can end up with joint degeneration, with uh, arterial calcification, right? We don't want these calcifications in our body that actually ages us and degenerates us. And so vitamin K2 is really important for that process. Now, we also need magnesium. Magnesium is critical for overall vitamin D conversion into the active form of vitamin D at the cell where it can act on the vitamin D receptors. And so taking some sort of good quality magnesium and also, again, all your all your, um, you know, your your good food sources of vitamin D are also good sources of magnesium, your grass-fed butter and eggs and things like that. And also green leafy vegetables can be a great source of magnesium as well. So you can consume those. And, uh, you know, even things like dark chocolate can be a good, good source of magnesium. And you may want to supplement with that as well. You know, one way to know that if you're not Getting enough magnesium, you might have anxiety, you might have uh, muscle cramps, you might feel tight and rigid. And if you've had a respiratory infection recently, you most likely depleted a lot of magnesium. It's one of the most common deficiencies out there is magnesium deficiency. So a good idea to supplement with that as well. And then also zinc is really important. Zinc helps activate the vitamin D receptor. So the VDR receptor is activated by zinc. So if you're zinc deficient, you're not gonna have enough of these VDR receptors and you're not gonna get the desired function of vitamin D at the cell. And so we also know that zinc is very important for preventing against viral replication in the body. So zinc plays a number of different roles and zinc is also a common deficiency. So where do we get zinc? We get zinc from seafood. Wild-caught seafood is a great source also grass-fed meats, so our really good quality animal products. The best vegetarian source of zinc is pumpkin seeds. And if you're gonna consume pumpkin seeds, I would recommend consuming sprouted pumpkin seeds, which remove some of the anti-nutrients, some of the phytic acids, which actually bind to zinc and inhibit absorption. So you wanna remove those. So sprouted pumpkin seeds would be your best vegetarian source. Other than that, consume lots of good quality grass-fed organic meats and consider supplementing with zinc. It's one of the best things, again, for helping inhibit viral, viral replication. It's also really important for testosterone, for progesterone production. It's very important for um, good skin. It helps reduce inflammation in the body, helps promote really healthy, youthful skin as well. So I recommend taking somewhere around 20 to 30 milligrams of zinc daily, and that's another one you wanna take with food. Really, all of these things I've talked about. Magnesium is okay without food, but the other ones, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K2, and zinc, all best taken with food. So hopefully guys, this has been helpful. We talked about some of the best food sources of these nutrients, how critical vitamin D is, the different fat soluble nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin K2, and even vitamin E that play a role in uh, vitamin, T, vitamin D metabolism and utilization in the, in the body. And we also talked about the importance of magnesium and zinc in that process as well. So thanks so much and we'll see you guys in a future video. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.